Hey Geekscapists, welcome back for episode 225 of Geekscape. If this is your first Geekscape, welcome to your new favorite podcast where we're going to talk about movies, video games, comic books, and TV. Every week we like to give the latest news and reviews. I'm Jonathan Lennon over here on your left if you're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah uh, thanks. Uh, that's Matt Kelly over there. Yeah. Uh, Matt, say hi everybody. Hey. Okay, uh, Brian Gilmore is over here off camera. Brian, why are you here? I have nowhere else to be. That's right. Um, but this is a nice place to be. That's what Geekscape is for. It's a little place to hang out and talk amongst friends. And uh, every week we like to have a friend here on the couch to talk movies, video games, and comics. This person is no stranger. He was on the very first Geekscape, Mr. Ian Kerner. Uh, I think I described you in our J Justice League review as a comic book supercomputer, which uh, which I think works a bit. Maybe maybe, maybe it, it, it doesn't do any, any justice to your uh, glowing personality. Maybe. But but um, as far as I, I, I'm perhaps more humble than than you are for me. Yeah, I, I think I think as far as not, yeah, I think as far as extensive knowledge of comic books go, you're 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 our specialist, and we're gonna get to the review of Justice League number one uh, soon enough. But how are you doing? What are you well, up to? I'm good. Uh, but besides, you know, railing about the DC new new universe. Yeah, going into it, you were the person I was worried about the most. I was worried about how is Ian going to do this whole DC reboot. Like, I always think maybe you just walk away from comics. I was never going to walk away from comics, but I said something to a friend of mine the other day, and he was shocked by this. I said, you know, if they... And, and we'll talk about the, the merits of this in both directions, because one of the big problems with this, and they don't want to call it a reboot, whatever, it's more or less the exact same thing they did after the crisis in Infinite Earth back, you know, mm -hmm. 85, 80, 86. 86. And, um, you know... I actually had walked away from comics around that time. You uh, see Ian walking down the street by himself. You know, yeah. and, and a big part of it was DC was what just kind of DC was a mess, and it just everything was like. No, I mean, what what happened to get you back into comics? The sports didn't stick, or what? Um, look, you know, I, <laughs> I, I I've, I've always loved comics. I, I enjoy them. I, I I had been out of it for a while, and and actually, it was. It wasn't the death of Superman, but the death of Superman got me like wondering what's going on. Uh -huh. And I had, you know, I mean, I was always a very big Marvel person right. as well. And I walked into a store and I saw uh, Uncanny X-Men 201 up on the wall. And the guy was like, oh, it's an important issue. I said, why? I said, I said yeah, you know, it's Cycle of Kids. I was like, right, Nathan. So, mm -hmm. And I was familiar with what was going on in New Mutants at the time. And I said, yeah, well, you know, everyone thinks that Nathan is Cable. And I went, what? I went, and that was it. Right, because I was a huge. I mean, for me, the Marvel stuff's always pulled me more. I was a huge X Men fan, and I start, just started buying up, you know, my you know finishing my X Men run. I mean, I have just about every X Men comic and, ever. And you had texted me a couple of weeks ago. Have you read Uncanny X Men? Oh yeah, holy shit! And and I hadn't at that point, and I'd kind of forgotten that you had texted me to get me excited about it. And when I finally got to the Fear itself issue of Uncanny X Men, the Unstoppable uh, Colossus. It's it's got Colossus and his sister. And they and Kitty Pride go down to talk to uh, Sidorak, who's the, the demon in charge of the, the gem of Sidorak that controls the fucking Juggernaut. And the Juggernaut's just charging towards San Francisco. He's possessed by whatever the fear itself deity is. Right. And they're trying to figure out how to stop him. And so Ileana and Colossus have this idea, like, let's just convince Sidorak that he's no longer loyal right. to him and he'll take away his... his Right. And, and, and I love the presentation. Eliana's like, look what he's doing. He's like, yeah, he's finally doing what I want him to do. He's just destroying everything and everyone's feeling... Yeah, Sidorak's like, I'm cool with the destruction. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, wait, but, but look at the runes on him. They're like, he's not doing it in your name. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, that's not all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? so, um, so that's pretty awesome. And there needs to be a new... Uh, like a like a new harbinger of Sidorak or a right. new avatar, a new of juggernaut, 
and yeah, new juggernaut, and fucking Colossus steps forward and takes it. So now Colossus is the new juggernaut, which is insane. And supposedly, what they're saying is that this isn't going to end at Fury right. itself. Like this is something well, that's going to have long-lasting. You've seen, you know, what, what you know what's going on with the X Men books. What's coming with Schism? Uh, yeah, but I, I've read all three issues of Schism. Okay, um, and we also have. Um, yeah, and I've been reading the straight X-Men book, too. And, I, and that's kind of a fun yeah, step yeah. outside as well. Um, the X-Men books are fucking awesome right now. I love them. And definitely recommended for people love who are like, yeah, I'm scared to get into X-Men. Definitely I mean, get into X-Force. X-Force. Holy shit. X-Force is awesome. Yeah. Archangel has basically become Apocalypse. Right. And, and first of all, I mean, I happen to think maybe you don't like Deadpool. Deadpool in X-Force is fucking great. Like, like I would be yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I don't like Deadpool. Yeah. I love him in this Right, book. right, right. Like, you can get rid of the... I mean, I get all the Deadpool books. But get rid of all the other Deadpool books. Just put them in there. Fucking great. How's Dave Laugham's Deadpool Max? It's cool. It's okay. it's fucked up. Okay. You know, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's it's Deadpool, but not Deadpool. It's... The, I mean, the, the hero great. of the book, for me, for, for, for X-Force, is Phantom X. Well, they've kind of made him... Phantom X. Yeah. Phantom X is yeah. fucking awesome. Well, I mean, realize, it, that's the only book you see him in. So mm-hmm. they kind of give him a little bit m- right. more to do in that book. Uh, that's definitely recommended, and we're gonna get to the new re- reboot of Justice League number one. But first, we got to talk about it. probably the biggest event in geekdom this week: um, the release of Shark Knight 3D. <laughs> um, Shark Knight 3D, literally, guys. Strangely, I didn't go. <sighs> Ian, I mean, I don't know. But Ian, Ian, you go on Fridays. Like, do you still do that where you go to see a movie on Fridays, even though you're at work? And no, 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 no. No, it's not that. Um, I did that when I f- a few times when I first started at a gig when I didn't have anything going on. But right. once I got busy, I, you know, I have a friend who's a client who'd be like, "Oh, let's go, let's go." I was like, "I don't have time. I can't. Right. I'm too busy." Um, but for a while, I'd go with a client who really wanted to go in the morning, and you know, I'd maybe off. And, and it's work. It. And so you could, you could write it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Write it no, off. oh, I could, but and I'm just too busy. Gilmore, we wanted you to come, but it's during a work day. Yeah, we can't do that. Frank is what yeah. what I classically had always done is I was always big on going to midnight of Thursday. Yeah, because I'm not going anywhere. That just destroys my Fridays. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and yeah. Yeah, I saw you at one of those. I I used to always go. The first and I still twilight, go. I think it was. Did I see you at that? Yep. You know. Wait, he, he went to that. Yeah, well, he I, I, he I was with a woman. No, right, and, and, oh, and, 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 and here's why I was there. I had no idea. I actually at the Comic Con before the year. The wait a second. Wait a second. Women. This is gonna make you laugh. Thirteen-year-olds. The, the Comic Con before the Twilight movie came out. I didn't know what Twilight was, and everyone's talking Twilight this, Twilight that. I come on, like, what is Twilight? We interviewed Kristen Stewart uh, and Robert Pattinson. Wait, wait, wait. So then I was yeah. actually I was actually supposed it's to have really I was actually supposed to have surgery on my nose. Remember that sinus surgery? Yeah, I remember. And it was set for Friday, and it got put off. And a couple of friends of mine. We're going to Twilight, and I figured, oh, it's a vampire movie. Minute, fine, why not? I was not supposed to be at work anyway. Fuck it, I'll go. And I'm sitting there at the arc light, not knowing what this thing is, and with all the little girls packed? screaming. It, it was it beyond was. packed. It was really packed. And, and I'm sitting there going, like, this is one of the worst experiences of my fucking life. <laughs> and your nose is it, broken. The, the, the movie is hard. This is, no, my nose I, wasn't I broken. Seen, I haven't this seen This is with a sinus surgery. Oh, right, right, right. Um, I, I haven't seen them. But, oh. uh, but Laurel watched them like all the They're yeah. so not good. And then, I'm going to admit, I've seen, I saw the second and third on cable. Yeah, that's and, where Laurel watched And them. everyone said the third one, you know, yeah, the first one bad, but the third one is, oh, it's really good, it's a really good movie. No, it's not. I've never mm-hmm. heard anyone say that. No. It's, <laughs> the I don't thing know what is, circle you're running in. And, and again, <laughs> somehow I convinced myself, well, vampires and werewolves and they're going to fight. How bad can that be? It 
fucking sucks. The werewolves, the werewolves are just giant puppies. It sucks. It's so bad. bad. I mean, I mean, wait a second. The second movie, literally, and literally, because she's narrating, she literally whines the entire movie. I mean, I don't mean like like. Wait, uh, wait, and they're not married yet. No, no. Okay. But, but 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 the movie is she whines, bitches and whines and moans the entire movie. You, you want to kill yourself? Yeah. yeah, just fucking kill her. Yeah, but the f- I'm just saying. I want the fifth movie. Like I wait because the fifth movie is the only part that has that interesting part where she gets pregnant. And but it makes baby, no fucking sense. A baby kicks out of her, and Edward has to eat it out of her. He has to like. I oh. wanted that movie to be made by like fucking like I don't know David Cronenberg. You know <laughs> Dario Cause, Argento. Because they actually they actually asked Gus Van Sant like right. for the fifth movie they asked some legitimate directors and it's like oh come on Cronenberg for that fucked up like. I, I hear it's gonna be bloody and all that, but I, I just. They just make it. no sense. I mean, it's a shit movie. Wait a sec. Wait, 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 wait. I'm giving an idea. Okay, yeah. how's this for bad? I mean, we we all know the whole thing about vampires during the day, but how's this? For some reason, they've turned the idea of, you know, with vampires, the older they get normally, they're stronger. No. In this, the brand new vampire is way stronger than anyone else. As opposed to the old. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. The brand new ones are stronger. Okay. That's stupid. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Why are they stronger? I don't know, so they can survive? I, it doesn't make any fucking sense. That actually frenzied. makes more evolutionary sense. No, it Guys, shut the, fu- shut the fuck up. No, it doesn't. I mean, uh, here's, here's the thing, Gilmore. Like, as you're saying, this is stupid. It made no sense. Uh, it was really bad. I kept thinking, oh, that's a perfect segue to Back to Shark Knight 3D. <laughs> Which was stupid. It was bad. It made no sense. But unlike what I'm hearing from these guys, it was absolutely enjoyable. <laughs> I, I went to see this this this, this awful movie uh, with Matt Kelly, Frank Angonis, and then my wife on her day off, which I gotta tell you. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. And, and there was a there was a part in the movie where she leans forward and she goes, "Why am I doing this on my day off? I'm not having fun. This is stupid. This isn't fun for me." Well, you said to me, and, I, "I said, what movie are you gonna review this week?" And you said, "Charlie Thirteen." I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna." See you're that. on your own. But yeah. I gotta tell you, I gotta <laughs> I t- I, and, and I, I'm gonna tell you guys the very specific way in which you watch this movie, and it'll work for you. Because let me tell you, you walk into this movie any other way, it's the biggest st- steaming pile of crap you're ever gonna see. The movie you guys get. But you it, went in the is, morning. You paid yeah, like six bucks. Is a bunch of college kids, and yeah. they they end up on this island in the middle of a saltwater lake in Louisiana, and. There's sharks in the fucking water, and they all start getting eaten. That's simple enough, right? At that point, why don't you go home? Just go home. Now you're oh, right oh just go home? You can't go home because you're on the island, oh, yes. and they eat the fucking boats and shit. Like, oh, they, they, okay. I mean, these sharks aren't fucking around, right? They eat the boats. The, the actual way that as, the... As you do. You know what? The, the actual way that the sharks get into the water, I'm going to just leave that for you guys, because once you guys discover that little plot point... <laughs> It's and, so fucking ludicrous. And of course, they can't communicate to anyone to come save no, them. No, uh, oh guys, the cell phones aren't going to work. We don't have landlines or radios, but the cell phones aren't going to work out here. It's okay, party time. And it's just embarrassing for everybody involved. But I, I'm i hard-pressed to, to remember a time when I've had more fun in a movie theater. And you understand what I'm saying with this. It was stupid. It was it was dumb. But literally, but it reminds we, me of we, when I saw Showgirls. Right. We, we were maybe, my uncle and I went. We laughed the entire movie. There it were was a four great or five time. people in the theater. Just you and like Paul Rubens. Yeah, there, there were like six or seven. No, people. it wasn't like that. There were. I, I, I missed you, Gilmore. Thanks for coming back. Uh, <laughs> um, 
there, there were about six or seven people in the theater. We were four of them. And about halfway through it, Laura just was like, I'm checking. This is stupid. This is such a fucking waste of time. And I was like, oh, shit. I know I'm having fun. And, like, we're all making each other laugh and saying stupid shit. But, you know what? I probably shouldn't have brought her to this. And there's a scene in which one of the, one of the characters who's had their arm ripped off and is bleeding to death uh, finds out that his girlfriend has been killed. In, in like his deathbed and he gets up out of his deathbed he's like no tina and he gets up out of his deathbed <laughs> this is a black character he grabs a spear yeah it's 2011 <laughs> this character grabs a spear and uh-huh. the main character is like dude malik what are you doing and he's like there's a saying from where i come from they take one of us we take one of theirs and he oh starts waiting with a spear in one hand no arm into the water and like how are you gonna find them this is suicide he's like they're gonna find me and you see like the drop of blood in the water and a hammerhead shark comes for him right and he's maybe 10 feet out right no no he's still standing he's still standing he's not 10 feet out he's like he's like waist deep no arm in a spear black dude this is the most racist shit i've seen in a movie in a long time and this hammerhead shark comes for him and he goes <laughs> he gives this half-assed chuck of a spear into this thing and is like holding it off with his pelvis with this spear stuck in a fucking hammerhead shark the main character goes Malik jumps in the water they're fighting this hammerhead shark with a spear trying to stab it and kill it and Laura goes this is crazy <laughs> it was the funniest thing any of us said during the course of the movie because it was absolutely accurate it was it was the voice of reason that we all needed said, this is crazy <laughs> and we the, just the, this is the most ridiculous same, thing ever same oh. scene though has either the funniest line of dialogue or the worst written line of dialogue where the character standing in the water no arm again and goes he took my girl it's the only part of me i can't live without (laughs) you're right you're right i mean guys get 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 your get your funniest drunkenest highest fun like stupidest friends and go see this movie literally for what ian said like six eight dollars watch it in 3d there's gonna be an argument that the 3D wasn't necessary. No, 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 no. You got to go all in for this thing like fucking Shark Night 3D. Like Fright Night. Yeah, like Fright Night or like, um, like, like, uh, what was, was the Piranha? It was Piranha 3D yeah. without all the things that were good in Piranha 3D. You keep in mind, there, there's not going to be, it, it's a PG-13 movie, so it's not going to have any nudity, That's but there it. is a scene of a redneck as he's... That seems kind of pointless. It, no, I, I, at it, least it, be it, it does. sex. It does, but it does seem pointless, but there's a great scene that is better than any nudity in which Catherine McPhee from, I guess, uh, American yeah. Idol, who's like trimmed down, uh, she, she's being she's harassed by these two rednecks and one of the rednecks gets his own shot and he goes, them some fine ass titties. I was laughing throughout the whole movie. Whoever wrote this knew nothing about sharks Wait, or how people work. Someone, <laughs> someone wrote this? I think so. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's the recommendation this week. I wasn't going to go see Apollo 18 because I heard really lackluster stuff about it. Um, but Shark Night 3D, you guys. That, that, that's for you. Um, I want to see the debt. You want to see the debt? Yeah. I, I don't. But um, the debt? I, I, heard, I heard the Israeli version of the movie is amazing. Yeah. But the debt is the one where it's like a flash forward, flashback to like a mission that they did around the, the end of World War II to kidnap a Nazi scientist. Nazi. I, I like movies where you kill Nazis. Yeah. You're, you're Jewish. We you gotta that. see the Nazi things. Yeah, yeah, you gotta kill that shit. Kill the Nazis. Um, so uh, let's talk Wolverine, the Wolverine movie that's been delayed. It's got a new screenwriter on it. 
and I guess I guess the storyline that we're reading from the Weekend Geek on Geekscape is that they're going to add the whole Viper character. That's what to I hear. Yeah. Um, how does that work without having Hydra as part of Fox's? You know, what, uh, isn't Viper like a Hydra character? Yeah, Madam Hydra. So how's that going to work? What do you think? I mean, look. What do you want from a Wolverine movie set in Japan? What do you want? Here's here's the problem is you know, and I've avoided reading it. Everyone says the Chris the Christopher McQuarrie script is fantastic, so right. we're all worried. Why fuck with something that's so brilliant? Um, you know, what do you want? Look, obviously, you want you expect the Wolverine miniseries. You know, uh, I don't know. Are you checking out uh, G Four's airing the Japanese recent anime? I'm not. Oh, uh, but it's worth watching. They're, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. They're, they're, right now, they're airing. They, they've. It's the Warren Ellis thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Ellis did all, all the plots, and it's uh, right now they're airing Wolverine and Iron Man. I mean, you could find uh, them subtitled just in the Japanese versions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm actually liking the voices. They're getting. Uh, they have uh, Milo Ventimiglia doing uh, Wolverine's voice on uh-huh. the Iron Man show. They have Adrian Pazdar. Uh, they just had Scott Porter on as Cyclops, and there's an X Men one coming shortly, so then they'll have the same voices. And the ending of Wolverine. He's Wolverine. actually actually decent. He's Does just... Wolverine have his like jaw shot off in the? Uh, uh, surprisingly, <laughs> you know, if you didn't know it, he's actually doing a good job. <laughs> all right. I, I, you know what? Anyway, I, I the wanna, point wanna, is, it's all, all it's all it's all in Japan. Yeah. And um, I actually watched the first few episodes of the Wolverine one, the Japanese version, because I felt like, well, you know what, Wolverine will be talking Japanese. Mm-hmm. You know. That's how fucking hardcore Ian is. You know what I mean? Well, Wolverine, that's how fucking hardcore But Wolverine would be, would be talking Japanese, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, no, what you said is sound. Yeah. What you, you said know. is absolutely I mean, sound. You, you, I, I'm I, going for the legit experience. You know, but... Of um, a cartoon about guys who pop claws out of their hands. Right. No, I think that's great. But anyway, it, it, it's a loose adaptation. They're doing that with him, but then they brought Madripoor into it. They've expanded it a bit. Uh, but it's the whole thing with Shingen, the original Wolverine miniseries. And, and that's you know, what, Yukio. You know and, that's something that I'm definitely going to get as soon as it's on DVD. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's fucking cool. I, I gotta see that. Um, what do you think about this Superman costume that's been revealed for the Man of Steel from Zack Snyder? I know like, there's rage. I can feel the rage. No, <laughs> like, you know what? What I do you look, think of this? It looks I... like it was sponsored by New Balance. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because of like the random silver look, fucking... Look, 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 look. Spider-Man know, wants his suit I, I, I was just going to say, it's the same thing as this five-man conversation. Here's the thing. Um, I, I think you and I actually differ on this, and it's going to surprise you. I'm... For the sake of these recent movies, I'm not as much of a purist because the idea is that they're just really pushing this. This is today, mm-hmm. and today, what's someone going to do? Could you even find spandex like a typical like spandex from the '80s? You so know what I mean? Don't answer that, Gilmore. I mean, yeah, don't Gilmore might know, but I mean, unless you're a chick or maybe you're a ballet dancer, I mean, it's right. Who, it's who, right where I left it, tied up around yeah. her wrists. You know, who <laughs> who, who wears Just that? Take it off the first girl. You know, so you put it on the next. <laughs> anyway, the point is, in this day and age, I can you know, the blood out of this. you do go with more of that kind of thing. <laughs> no, I, I agree, and it does look a little bit more spacey. It does look like something yeah. that would come off of a spaceship. Um, in Galaxy the, the Quest. Lack, in Galaxy Quest, the lack of fuck the, you, I like Galaxy Quest. <laughs> Galaxy I love Quest, Galaxy Quest. Slow moving fan. Um, the red trunks. You don't think people are going to be missing that because that that was the experience you had as a kid running around the red trunks. It, it is, but you know what? I mean, and obviously DC's doing the same thing in the comics. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is not a horrible segue into, into the, the DC comic book conversation, yeah. but, you know, um, in these few months since the announcement of the DC stuff and we've seen the images, you know, and I, I've given it a lot of thought. I mean, the truth is, as kids, Batman had the trunks too, and they phased the trunks out of Batman years right. ago. Right, they had the gray, the gray leggings and the gray yeah. torso. And yeah, the and you know, w- w- I mean, when Batman first had, well, had the an issue went with an all black costume, I was like, it just made more sense to me. 
mm-hmm. you know so um i'm yeah no all good points and, and i mean and it, it's uh, yeah, i mean look at this ian kerner guys he said all you straight well, this. right know, right now, Stephen Prescott's going, no, no, I mean, damn you, Kerner. I mean, why do you run around the outside? Well, you I know, mean, why yeah. was Robin back in those days running around only in underwear? I mean, Robin today would be more like like, <laughs> like the hip hop crowd, so it's not that he would be wearing underwear on the outside. He, he would just be he would just be well, like wearing no, his pants down he, around his he, knees he, so that you'd see the underwear. Here's he the he can't get kicked off airplanes like Here's the thing, and some of you may remember this, but you know, the initial. Big and at the time it was controversial and, and, and didn't and didn't excuse me <laughs> and and didn't didn't actually they didn't keep it but Daredevil had been in spandex and then in the nineties they changed his costume. Those look like boxing and, trunks. Excuse me, and they went to the this you know light Kevlar armor type costume, and people didn't like it. They didn't keep it very long, but shortly after that in the Batman books they started doing that. It was just really really started talking about it a lot. When the when the Tim Drake Robin came around and it was like they were acknowledging that it was more armor and it could come off of the 1989 movie. At the time, it was sacrilege that you know that he wasn't wearing uh, spandex. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, the Tim Burton movie. Oh, what is this? This is rubber. You know, but but now because you know, I mean, in the 70s, 80s, back then you didn't have the lightweight body armors that you know that soldiers and everyone wears now. So, you know, of course, in this day and age, someone who doesn't have powers is going to be wearing something like that. And the Batman books just organically incorporated as time went by. But it incorporated it into the design that was there with, with barely any changes. The, Daredevil, the Daredevil, 90s Daredevil design no, it, was just it, it, it was radically different. But, you know, you say barely any changes, but if, if you look at it, I mean, it actually, mm-hmm. it was gradual at the time. Mm-hmm. But now... It is night and day. Yeah, if you look at it with a twenty-year span, yeah, it's night and day. There are huge changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you got to admit though, that Daredevil costume from the nineties. Oh, I, 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 I'm not awful. saying I liked it at all. I'm just saying right. that they really called out that he was wearing that kind of thing, right. and and it was. Um, before we segue into Justice League number one, talking about changes, Star Wars Blu-ray. Oh right, these Fuck changes. That shit. Fuck it. I'm uh, making I'm, the Ewoks blink, uh, and no. then there's no. No, no, no. And that, that right there. You know what? What you got, Ian? You, you fucking. Look, there are people that look at that. Obviously, a lot of people hate the, the prequel movies, right? Um, I don't hate them. Really? Yeah, I don't. I know it's surprising. They're just not very good movies. The, there's you know? things about them I don't like. No, but, but I you know just what? said go see Shark Night 3. No, but, 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 but story wise, I mean, I don't know. It, I'm sure you didn't read the novelizations. Of those movies, I yeah. did not. Okay. I, you I know what's surprising? Like, uh, I didn't actually read the first one, but I read the second and third, and they read much better than they play, which just goes to show that his direction's really bad. Because mm-hmm. um, they're, you know, and I, I read the Expanded Universe, I read the comics. Um, At what point did you stop reading that stuff? Did I stop reading... Expanded Universe stuff. I still read, I read the comics. Um, I'm really behind on the books. But you still read the books. Uh, I read the books for a long time, and I have a bunch. I haven't been buying them lately. I need literally I, Ian. I, I the second I saw episode one, I stopped all that stuff. Like I, I read all that shit. I'm telling you, the, the comics are great. Yeah. Most people I know, I know, they're yeah, really know. great. Yeah, no, I I read everything Ian until that first episode one, and I said that's it. Like it's it's well, not for me anymore. You know what I mean? And I well, think that's well, that, the way well, to that, say that, it. No, no, that's just it. In the, in the, 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 the books and the comics are for you. That's just mm. it. Everything you don't it hurts like... Too, it hurts too much. No, everything you don't like in those movies is not anywhere present mm-hmm. in the Expanding Universe stuff. Are there a million Jedis? When? Then, then it's not for me, because it Jedi. doesn't make sense. Are there like a ton of Jedis running around? Only in the past. Like well, and then in the future like, somewhat. somewhat. But. 
The best tweet was from actually Geekscapist Jarrett Gossett. Like one of my favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite tweets about this once this news came out was from Jarrett Gossett, who previously coded the Geekscape website, uh, who said, and his it, it was in quotes, and it was, I really wish someone would go back and put in uh, eyelids so the Ewoks could blink. And then the attribution was to nobody. Yeah, no, nobody's like, no one that. is thinking this. Why do you think you need what to What do you think about these changes? changes? Oh, wait, wait, back up. So, well, so that, any, anyway, anyway, where I was going with this is, you know, the, the third movie, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, the, of yeah. the prequels, you know, I mean, look, we've already gotten up fine, Anakin's whiny, all this, that. You figure he's going to become this badass Darth Vader. I think we all, we laugh and groan when he yells no at the end do of the third want. movie. You know, it's like, oh, come on, you know. And I was really thinking about this this week, and I said, you know, you don't want to see him as Darth Vader doing that, but it's still sort of, in my mind, at this before this week, I was saying to myself, you know, at least he's still, it's the transition. Yeah, he's he's the whiny it. bitch Anakin, and now he's in, in that, and he yells. But then, you know, he becomes the stoic Darth Vader. And Lucas just fucking took that away from me. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he you know? the whiny bitch Lucas again. basically went... No. And, and, and did, does everyone understand what we're actually talking about? Yeah, at yeah. The he, end, when he throws the Emperor off. Yeah, off yeah. The they're watching this. Yeah. I think they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're watching it's, Geekscape, you've seen Return of the Jedi, right? No, but but What's we. What's a blinking you what? I don't think we were really clear that. But the scene when, where when yeah, well, the scene where yeah, he, but that, he that, that, the anyway, it, it, this I'm was saying, added we in for the Blu-ray. Yeah, in the Blu-ray, they're gonna have him yell no and then grab the Emperor and throw him down the shaft. Right. Which is just one of the most reviled. Reactions to almost anything in pop it, culture. Ever. I, I hate to tell you, he's just poking people with sticks at this point. Yeah, he's just being like, <laughs> "Look at these nerds." Look, I, I, and a great, yeah, quote, a great I'm still not over Greedo shooting first. Yeah, Greedo shooting because first. Because for so. me, that defined the Han Solo character. Right, that made Han Solo yeah. my hero. Yeah, drug, drug all, dealers, would, drug smugglers would shoot you first. You know that, right? You guys should know that. But no, the, the, the point was he knew he was threatening him. He was going to kill him. Han knew he was going to kill him. He didn't wait for right. him. Right. He's a fuck. You know, it's yeah. like, I'm not going to wait for you to shoot me. I'm going to fucking shoot you. So you're, you will not be buying these Blu-rays? I'm not buying them. Okay. A lot of people actually, uh, there was... A I didn't quite, buy DVDs. I didn't buy anything. I got those VHSs. Yeah. That's, those are mine. I'm not, I'm not buying There them. was quite a lot of people. For a ranker, I actually rounded up the best internet reactions to this. Um, the best internet reactions to this. And there was actually a guy, uh, and a lot of people, but this one guy who canceled his Amazon order along with a lot of other people. And his reasoning when Amazon says, why are you, you know, for their feedback, he said, because George Lucas can go suck a dick. Like, it was, was like, basically this guy saying, yeah, no, everything has changed and I'm not for this. There's no reason for me to buy him. I don't want to watch that. At all? Why would you? Yeah. But the the fact is, uh, another good thing I heard was that George Lucas is uh, George Lucas hates Star Wars fans, and he happens to find himself in the perfect position to hurt them. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, if you guys haven't gotten the message, like he, he just doesn't keeps, give a fuck. He just keeps sending but, but, it. That's actually the but, point but, to bring out of this. But, 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 but back up a second. I hope he, he changes. Doesn't, his he doesn't but, care. George Bush does not care about black people. George Lucas. Does not care about geek. But, but what astounds me is, are you watching Clone Wars? Or oh, no, I told you. Oh, right, right. Episode one, I watched Listen away. to me, listen to me. Clone Wars is fucking great. Yeah. No, it's great. It started off can good. You, you that, that's, great. Like, that's like listening to an ex-girlfriend's band that cheated on you that happens to be really talented. Excuse me, excuse me. You're just talking now. He asked yeah, you a question. he is just talking. You are just talking. He asked you a question. It's fucking great, right? I, I haven't watched it either. 
Why is he here? Yeah, why is he here? What is he adding to this? Why is he here? I, I hear a lot of noise. That's it. Get that fucking shit out of the fucking camera. Who's this fucking guy? <laughs> who the fuck who, is who this is guy over here? The There's a lot of noise. Um, uh, Ian, uh, you don't like Gilmore. I don't like Gilmore. Uh, you know who doesn't like Gilmore? The individuals from the show Psych. On, uh, you know that show Psych? Uh, Psych is funny, I like Psych. Yeah, well, uh, Gilmore, a couple years ago, tried to do an interview with them, and who, uh, who's the dude who just walked off? We tried to do an interview with Dulé Hill and James He, li- he literally, he literally his phone. The two main phone. guys from Psych. Yeah, I'm aware. And, uh, and Dulé Hill. Who are was, really cool, laid-back guys, and awesome. you found a way to piss them off. And they were being okay. Midway through the interview, Dulé Hill checks his phone and just walks right what up. Did, what did Gilmore do? And Gilmore is just sitting there going, what, what did he do to uh, He off? tries not to ask, uh, I don't know, he's just Gilmore. I play so, it off, so, so, and I keep trying to interview James Rode. So, so Gilmore, I'm about to play this new interview where you made amends. We what, did. What happened here? Uh, so James Rode. Well, I mean, we're going to show it. Yeah. I'm Why missing, how did you piss him off? And, and he, I didn't. He just got a phone call and he walked off during an interview. The, the best part of the interview is Gilmore just sitting there really, like, I don't know what to do in this situation. Uh, what the fuck? Okay, fine. So Gilmore, look, I'm going to prep this interview. It's you interviewing who from Psych? It's it's, it's Dooley uh, Hill. We got James Rode, we got Dooley Hill, and we got the guy who plays Lassiter, who is apparently a huge cult hit. Like, okay. people who like Psych, there were people camping out the night before. Uh, just to see this guy, and they know him from Twitter, and this comes up in the interview, and, like, the, this guy knows all these crazy fangirls' Twitter handles. They drew a picture of him for his birthday. It's crazy. Okay, well, we don't know whether or not somebody walked out on Gilmore in this interview, but we're going to let you watch it and find out for yourself. We'll be right back. Uh, hey, guys, I'm here with Tim, who plays Lassiter on Psych, and you actually have quite the cult following. Um, I, you, you, yeah, uh, last you really. What do you think it is about your character that garners uh, so much more fan attention than almost any other character on the show? Uh, well, thank you. That's very flattering, and thank you if it's at all true. I think he's lying just to make me feel good. But if it is true, Lasseter's just a kook. I mean, he. The great thing about this show is one episode is weird action comedy and then it's stupid silly comedy and then there's a little romantic comedy you never really know what you're going to get episode like we're always giving you ice cream you know you're going to get ice cream sometimes it's going to be chocolate sometimes it's going to be pistachio sometimes it's going to be butter brickle you may not really care for butter brickle but you might go oh maybe I'll have another little taste of that maybe I'll see with the butter brickle for a little bit and then in the end you go I don't really care for the butter brickle, but I'm glad I experienced it. Yeah, either, um, way, either way, like, it, it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That is true. You, But you are going to get the core psych. You're always going to get that core psych. It's just you're not quite sure how it's going to be delivered. And that's what keeps it interesting for us. Um, and that's what I think keeps it interesting for the fans. And Lassiter is just a really complex, messed up, kook of a human being. Awesome. So, um, I don't know uh, uh, if you know this, but last night we actually saw some people camping out for the psych panel. Um, and one of them drew you oh, a birthday Georgia. present. Oh, my God. That's Texas Chick. Now, th- yes, it is Texas Chick. You even know her Twitter handle. And she just wanted me to tell you, because Geekscape's all about bringing the fans to the stars, that that is your birthday present. And she, she, wants, to gi- she wants to give it to you at some point in person and to just... Hit her up on Twitter. Yep. That's 
good. <laughs> Isn't that great? I looks just like you. Anywho, um, you're, uh, I didn't know that. It's a big fans. Um, but uh, so your character witnessed something pretty important recently. Yeah. Uh, and it was the, the, the culmination of a will they, won't they that finally came to fruition. And you just had a shocked look on your face. How do you think Lassiter is going to take that? How do you think it's going to change the relationship between him and his partner? That is an excellent question. Yes, Lassiter witnesses a little smoochy smooch. And I'll tell you how it, how it went down because we already shot the episode. Uh, Lassiter's heart breaks a little. Not in a romantic sense, but he feels so betrayed that his partner didn't tell him about this because... He thought she was better than that. I don't even think it's necessarily that. There is an element of that. Ultimately, he wants her to be happy, and he understands that, but O'Hara is the most important relationship in his life. He, you know, She's one of the few friends he has, and... He just, he feels a little betrayed that, that she didn't tell him that she had a boyfriend, despite the fact that it was Sean. And then that's a whole other kettle of worms, which you'll just have to uh, tune in and see. Long time no see. Um, so uh, we are here with Dulé Hill. Play, he plays Gus on Psych. Now, a few years ago, we have a, a mo one of the most memorable moments of our show is we interviewed you about two years ago, and you got a, a phone call and you walked off like in the middle of the interview. Oh, really? Yeah, just in the middle of it, out of nowhere. I think James was uh, was uh, James Roday, who plays Sean on the show, uh, was answering a question of some kind, and you you, you kept checking your pocket. And it's like, okay, there's something going on. Y you looked at it, and you looked very serious, and you just walked off. I wonder what that was about. Now we were thinking of doing a bit where we where where we ask you a question, and I walk off on you or something. Sure. That's kind of a dick move. So. <laughs> So, I mean, because we don't do that, but I would, <laughs> what, what? So we've always wanted to come back and talk to you and say, what was the phone call? Uh, if I look that serious, it's probably something very personal. You know okay. I mean? yeah, so okay. Probably, if I could remember it, I probably still wouldn't reveal it anyway. You know what okay. I mean? And that makes perfect sense. Yeah. We just wanted to know, what, what is this? It probably was family or like related, probably. Cool. Well, like, we, you know, like my mom calls, my dad calls, you know, someone I know close, and that, my wife, someone in that dynamic, I'm going to pretty much take the call and see what's what. So this is why then, Geekscapist, we finally have the explanation. Dulé Hill is a family man. Yeah, is and that this is, is why this happened. But it doesn't change the fact that it was a dick move. <laughs> Hey, it is what it is. Hey. Oh, you know. um, <laughs> uh, we love you. We love you. Um, so your character, uh, Gus, uh, uh, Sean just had a huge, huge change in uh, in his character in that he's actually finally going to be dating Jewel. Right. So what does that mean for your character? And do you think that, I mean, when are you going to find your jewels? I think that for Gus it means that he's starting to become the odd man out. I mean, as which is what you would expect to happen as... People get older and start getting into relationships and all that stuff. And for my and for Gus, he's going to start making some more attempts to, you know, I guess add his piece to the puzzle. He's gonna this year. He's making attempts at finding someone for himself to get some more action for himself. He won't always succeed though. So spend a little more time on see, Gus. See now now what would you call what would you call the dick move now? <laughs> um, so no, you you can, you can get in here. So do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, okay, cool. So they're stealing him actually. I walked off, then I got a phone call or something like Oh, yeah. He did Geekscape like that. Wow, he did Geekscape like that again. Wow. 
Um, hi guys, I'm here with uh, James Reddy, plays uh, Sean on uh, Gu Sean on Gus, Sean on Psych, Sean on Gus would be the porn parody, I guess. Um, so I want to uh, know, your character just finally, finally had a great explosive moment of a will they, won't they, it's been going on for years. Um, how do you think that's going to change uh, Sean as a character? And do you think, you know, is he going to get a little more grounded? Or is he going to have to dodge around a lot more obstacles now? What's going to happen? I think he nailed it. I think it's a little bit of both. I think he'll have to get a little more grounded so that we can believe that Juliet would stay with him. But I think he'll be dodging as much of the rest of it as, as he can as he goes along. We're dealing with a guy that doesn't really want to grow up, so he's going to cut as many corners as he can. And uh, I, I know that last time we talked to you, uh, you said you were working on a film project that was something uh, that was yours. Uh, you, you, you were you were doing, and I just kind of want to know. And we all also want to be updated. Uh, How is that going? What what are you working on other than Psych? Uh, it's the film that will not die. Uh, every time I think it's time to shelve it, uh, somebody else wants to make it. So, uh, in fact, some stuff went down with it just this week. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic, as one always is, while carrying the boulder up the hill in the world of independent film, but uh, you know what, It's uh, it'll be worth it if it ever happens, uh, you just gotta believe. Is, is there anything that you can tell us about it, maybe w what it's about or the genre? It's a horror movie. That's awesome. Uh, with a very, very sick sense of humor. That's great, so uh, if you could compare it to any like classic horror comedies or horror movies, what would you say have been your influences for this movie? Uh, funny games. Man. That, is, that is sick. Uh, Man Bites Dog, American Psycho, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, so this is really serious. This will be a complete left turn from your character on Psych and what people know you for, essentially. Yeah, our, our older fans won't be able to bring our younger fans. <laughs> awesome. All right. That was uh, San Diego Comic Con that you got to talk to the individuals from Psych. That um, bastard. <laughs> that bastard. Uh, but WonderCon is probably the next time you guys, you, you know, we're going to have a, I know we're going to have a booth at Comic Con. But now WonderCon is going to move to Anaheim Woo! for a year. We had a lot of fun in San Francisco. You were there in San Francisco? I didn't go, and I, and I, I meant to come this time. I've never gone to WonderCon. It was fun. I'll, I'll definitely go this time. Uh, well, now it's in Anaheim, which is closer to us. But, I, but only this year, right? They're going to go back yeah, to Yeah, it's just for this year. The Moscone Center, where they were where they had it last year, was being renovated. So this year, we're in Anaheim. We're going to be there. Uh, start making your plans. I think it's the first weekend of April. Uh, at least it was last year, and I remember that because we got William Bibiani to run. I thought it was in March, but maybe it on Crave. Yeah. Um, I, thought, I thought they said March this year. Uh, it could be March, but, but I definitely remember that last year it was April first was the first day because we got William Bibiani to write on Crave, uh, an April Fool's joke that we ran on site that um, Rob Liefeld was leaving comics to direct the uh, like Bad Rock movie or something. Um, and now he's doing a DC book. Yeah, now he's doing. Someone fell Hawk for that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, people fall for it. You know, uh, guys, uh, DC books. Okay, let's talk about this Justice League reboot. Uh, let's talk about the whole DC reboot. Ian, so, so what I started you, saying what something earlier. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me, I, I, I knew where I was, and then we, we went off on a yeah. tangent. Oh, um, I wonder why. Because because I was talking about um, what happened after the crisis, and, and after crisis, you know, you know, there was actually a great article on, on your site talking about uh, DC, Marvel almost buying DC mm -hmm. and all that. Yeah, and really Marvel. great article. Everyone should check it out. Eric, uh, talk, talking about the history. And, um, you know, and, and spe specifically it leads into why the crisis happened. And it really was bringing a lot of Marvel creators over in the years before that mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Because they got and, John Byrne out of it. They got a bunch yeah, of guys yeah. out of it. But even a couple years before that, when, when they got Teen Titans, you Marvel know, and that's success. Yeah, people. exactly. Um, you know, 
post-crisis, though, things were a mess because, yeah, Teen Titans was such a huge book. They weren't going to mess with that. Um, so they more or less kept Batman. I mean, they, they got rid of a lot of the stories, but, you know, and they, and they changed Jason Todd. But they still more or less Batman was continuing on. He'd been around for a while. And yet Superman was starting over. Wonder Woman started over. You know, it just nothing. It didn't make any sense. You know, it was a big fucking mess. And, I, you know, I remember reading going, like, I just don't even get what's going on. Justice League... At the time, it seemed like it was starting over, but then later they said, no, it had been around, and yet, you know, it just, as I said, it wasn't, it didn't make a lot of sense. But, um... Flashing forward to 2011. Flashing forward to now, you know, with the initial announcement, the way I've heard it, they really did mean to reboot all of it, you know, and, um... This year? Yeah, they were going to get rid of all of it, and certain creators that had a certain amount of pull, and with books that are popular... Green Lantern? Green Lantern, the Green Lantern and Batman books aren't really going to get touched so much. Right. You know, so... You end up in this issue where it doesn't make sense, and yet, for me, at least there's some continuity that makes me want to keep reading it. I mean, I can understand, because, like, seeing what happened on Flashpoint, where the Earth had a lot well, of... Well, wait, I want happening. to talk about Flashpoint I know, in a minute. But, but what I'm saying is, but, is the, I can see how the Green Lanterns went unscathed for a lot of it, because because uh, a lot of what they do off-planet could have happened independently of whatever Zoom did to the Earth. Well, you know, that, that, that's, that's always an interesting thing. What I like, DC did something recently with Brightest Day where they actually explained in the bigger context of things why Earth is such a big deal. Because I was like, well, who cares? It's just one planet is what you're on planet. And the Green Lanterns talked but, shit about it in the recent... But, but actually, yeah. we've, we've come to find out there's a reason why there were never Green Lanterns from Earth. It wasn't that we were this backwater planet like, you know, they pushed, they pushed for years in Green Lantern yeah. in the comics and they sort of implied in the movie... And it's actually that Earth is actually the center of everything. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh. It's the center of the multiverse, uh. you know. And that's why you know, you that's why the, the life entity from Brightest Day came from Earth. Right. So you have a problem with it? It makes fucking sense, you dumbass. It makes sense with everything that's been happening, but it's just like I guess. That's why there's four Green Lanterns. Ex- ex- excuse me. Yeah, excuse Earth me. Is the center of everything. Excuse that's me. Fine. Back the fuck up. I mean, you want to go to another planet and write a fucking comic? We're a human. Book? Go do there, that. There needs to be a reason why you know we're reading comics and everything is Earth centric because obviously this that's what we're going to be interested. in. So it's in. good that they draw attention okay. to that because that is a lot. Yeah, that, a lot at, of people at least have problems it. with like yeah. there's this huge expansive universe, but everything happens on Earth. Exactly. For some reason. Exactly. You're something a lot of people have. So, 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 so let me get this straight. So, so did, you so, are. Did, did Gilmore in one sentence saying, "Oh, that sucks." Oh no, that next title. Oh yeah, sense. he totally one reneged. Sentence, right? he, totally, he totally went back on his word the second you gave him any fucking kind of heat. right. Just yeah, check I'm, not a, I'm not a politician. You pushed I just it, hey, to be explained. You pushed huh. down. It's okay. I All right. To be explained. You, ha- I, you have no skin. It, it's great. Matt's sitting here cracking up because you know it's like I thought it had already been explained. I had to like re-explain it. But Do the, you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I love Chris Tucker quotes <laughs> to, to justify things. But one thing that, uh, this got mass media attention this week, right? And I, for one, I just, I haven't, I never follow really DC. Why are you of, talking? A lot of people who, well, because a lot of people who might be watching this. Want to hear what Gilma has to say. Might not know that why did Flashpoint 4 come out when they were supposedly rebooting the entire thing? Everyone, five. Everyone, five. everyone thought that they were, or five, they, they, everyone thought everything was being rebooted. What? I, I mean, I'll listen to Ian and what he thinks. So anyway, um, <laughs> so for me, there was a point where I was thinking, like, I could have, the thing is, so many number ones, everything's starting over, there's that feeling of like you're walking in and you're sort of lost. It's like, it's so much is new at once. It's easy to go, fuck it. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's great to walk into it if you don't know. But even that, you know, 
I mean, listen, there's a lot of excitement. They're selling a lot of books. Do you feel like DC gave up on you at one point? Here's the thing. I'm older now. Obviously, we're all right. older, you know? Um, and Flashpoint 5, I, I thought, was good. Flashpoint 5 was great. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a second. I understand the reason why they did this. I get it. They need to generate the sales. Right. I understand. I'm just saying to you that they could easily have lost me, and they still can. But at least, you know, having some continuity is bringing me into it. I thought Flashpoint 5 was a great book. Mm-hmm. Um, I Even thought, if Batman cried. Uh, you had a problem with that? I didn't have the same problem you did with it. Right. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting. They really pushed this idea because it's DC has its three universes. It's Vertical, Wildstorm, and DC proper. And they pushed, or these three have to come together. Sort of interesting. Vertical I'd like to say separate. Well, yeah. the thing is, they're implying that it's, it's all together now. My understanding is Vertigo is together and separate. Right. You can take the like Well, there's the separate that, yeah. Vertigo, which I because the 52 still exist, mm-hmm. but the elements of Vertigo are in DC as well, and I'm fine with that. Actually, in, in Reverse Flash because, was a, the best fucking part of this issue by far. Yeah, he fantastic. Awesome. But but you know, when they started Vertigo, you know, Swamp Thing and all that, um, Swamp Thing had been part of the DC universe, mm-hmm. so to pretend he isn't anymore doesn't make right. sense, you know. So of course you know, you want it in there, you know. So I, I'm actually I, I'm good with that. And, and here's so the thing. So is Batman and Superman going to show up in Fables now? Or like... No, because that's, that, that, that's exactly the point. The Vertigo characters that were DC characters before are DC characters again. Not that they ever really right. hadn't been, but they weren't using them that much. But there's still Vertigo books that are Vertigo, you know, that are separate. Right. And, you know, there are Vertigo books that are, that are a shared Vertigo universe, and there are Vertigo books that are just their own books. Right. Fables like, is its like, own like thing. De- like death yeah. and, and all those, like those characters are DC characters. Yeah. You know? Sandman. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sandman originally started right. being published as DC and right. the Justice League is in the first arc. Right. So, right. I mean, you know, because it's Dr. Destiny. And same thing with John Constantine stuff. Right. So, well, John Constantine was originally in, in so, Swamp Thing. So, what did you think of this Justice League number one? So, well, first of all, to, to finish about Flashpoint, okay. so they do that merger. As far as the Batman crying, for me... I get that Batman doesn't show any emotion, but, you know, getting a letter from the father that, you know, in, in the Flashpoint version, Bruce died, not Thomas Wayne. Thomas Wayne became Batman. Right. And by the way, did you read the the Batman Flashpoint miniseries? Mm-hmm. Azarello and Rizzo. Fucking great. Uh, Thomas Wayne is Batman. The Joker, turns out, is Martha. Oh, shit. Okay. She lost her shit, like got crazy and crazier over that, you know, Bruce yeah. Bruce is the one that got killed. Yeah. Crazy and crazier. And at one point, he makes a comment like how much he misses her smile. Right. Walks out. Oh. And she cuts a fucking smile into her face. That's awesome. Completely loses Who it. Who wrote that? Brian Azzarello. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's Brian fucking Zarella. awesome. That's awesome. And, and, and It sucks and, that it doesn't matter anymore. And, and, no, wait a second. And it's going on at the same time that, so Thomas has already met Barry and knows about, can go back all that. And the end is him telling her, like, I can, you know, there's a world that exists that he lived and all that. And, you know, he's going to be, you know, the final. And I can bring it back. She's like, you do that. You do that for me. And then she goes, well, what's he like? You know, what is he like in that world? And she goes, and he gets really silent. He goes, he's he's just like, what what did he become? It's like he followed his footsteps. She goes, oh, he's a doctor? And he goes, no. And she loses it. (laughs) And just starts cackling. That's funny. Yeah, it's like, it, it's fucking eerie. So we don't have to so, read that now. So anyway, well, it, it's great. It's great reading. Mm-hmm. But, but I mean, I, I'm sorry. Normally we, we talk about no, things but, that but came you, out but, like, but, like but, a but month or two ago. But here's the thing, ago. Ian. Like, 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 and I'm going to talk about the Justice League number one. Like, 
that sounds like a good book, but does it matter to read it now that Justice League number one is out and we're doing this? No, reboot? I mean like, that, that that's a that's good a argument. Sad thing. It's, done. it's like it's like a great well, story that yeah. would have been awesome. It, to read, it is but, a great story. It's I mean, a great story. why do they even collect these into trade paperbacks in the next couple of months? Because they, Justice I mean, they, they, League number one is the start. It's true. It's the start. How good of a start was it? Well, wait. So to get to that, oh, anyway, the point is. Listen, I am a motherfucker, but the point is that, you know, you had a problem with Batman crying in Flashpoint 5, and I just felt, so Barry gives Bruce a letter from his father. Right. Talking about, you know, what, you know, we don't really see what he says, but, and, and Bruce gets shaken, and he says, and, and he actually cries when he reads it. And it to me... The new Bruce in, in Flash. It is the new yeah. one, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, Batman's Batman, because right. they brought it forward. Um, but to me... Bruce getting a letter from his dead father, that turns him into a seven-year-old again. Right. And you understand why he cried. No, you yeah. know, so I think yeah. that just... So I'm okay with that. Right. You know, it's the only thing that can make him have that kind of reaction. Right. You know? Um, but, uh, so then we get to Justice League. You know, and I, and I wrote some bl- a little blurb about yeah. it a bit. Um, we, we had a, a whole staff of Geekscape writers write their yeah, blurbs yeah. on what they I, thought. I, I had a, a, a friend of mine had a great comment. He said, because um, I, I sent it out to a couple of friends of mine, because hmm. I knew they were reading Thank it. Thank you. Uh, I just said, listen, you know, you want to know what I think. And um, he said, so I'm confused. Uh, you say you liked it, and then you just tear it apart. Because <laughs> I said, I, I, my reply was, have you met me? Yeah. You know, but uh, I said, look, I said I liked it. I didn't say I loved it. Right. And if I love something, I might not find too much wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Liking it means I found things wrong with it. Um, you know, the it's more I think about it, the more I've decided that the Green Lantern is an alien racist. Okay. Because, and an idiot. Right. Because I'm trying to understand, once again, how a guy whose job it is to deal with aliens all the time, and he's out in different sectors and all that, you know, decides that... Oh, look, it's an alien. Well, I've heard there's this other alien on the planet. Well, first of all, if you've heard there's this other alien on the planet, shouldn't you have fucking dealt with that already since that's your fucking job? Right, right. But I've heard there's this other alien, so he must have something to do with it. Right. How the fuck does that make any sense? Yeah, you know what? That's a good point that you just brought up, and I hadn't thought about it before. If Green Lantern's job is to monitor alien presences on Earth, Superman's just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? That's a good point. I mean, and... And presumably the idea is that he detects anything alien on Earth. Right. Like he's instantly on it. Well, where the fuck you been? Right. And you know? By the way, yeah. to say nothing of the fact that, I mean, you can argue they weren't around, but what about Avin Sir before him? Right. Because, you know, Clark's been on the planet a while. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm, uh, it, 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 I said this in my review. It feels a lot like the Ultimate Universe. And it feels like it was slow no, in going. No, and I want to point out exactly point out, why. Point at me while you point it up. Yeah, I, well, okay. I'm pointing up. But okay. I want to point out exactly why. Because they did something in there that is very important to, to bear in mind. The merger of the Wildstorm universe is not only the merger of bringing those characters in. It's the feel. And if you think about it, the Ultimate Universe, I mean, Mark Miller, it's... Mm-hmm. Wildstorm was that, that kind of... That's, Ultimate right. was arguably... A Wildstorm version of Marvel, Mm -hmm. okay? It's that edginess, and, you know, people don't even know what superheroes are, and, you know, and they're getting shot at, and they're beating up cops, and, you know, vigilantes. But is that too much like a a Marvel book? Um, Like, Eric Diaz made that comment. Are they becoming the X-Men? They're like, oh, woe is us. That's not what DC was. And that's right. A very big part of what they're doing, and we'll see if we like it or not, but DC's no longer going to be the DC we knew, where DC was... The, the argument was always that in D.C. is a place of hope. 
You know, Marvel was always grittier and more realistic, but DC, things worked out. Mm-hmm. You know, in recent years of writing, there have certainly been dark DC books, but overall, you know, Superman stood for, you know, what was good and great. And, you know, I mean, the old paradigm was always, again, yeah, Batman was still this billionaire, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, you, you looked up to the heroes in DC. In this you know? How are we doing on time, Matt? We got 15, 16 okay. minutes. Okay, so let's And, you know, um... And apparently they're, they're going to affect that some. So I'm really curious to see what happens with the jump ahead. Because um, this one starts five years past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, and, and as I've said before, I, have, I, I think five years is not enough time. I think the formation of the Justice League, the implication that the other heroes haven't been around that long, mm-hmm. um, because, I mean, they know of Superman. How long has he been around? Right. You know, I'm not, I know the Action Comics one is in the past, but I don't know how far in the past that is yet. You know, I mean, but if they completely. deal with any Smallville stuff, then it's like Green Lantern and Abbott right. have been slacking. Absolutely. Right. But, you know, I mean, arguably, well, how long has Green Lantern been around? You know, I, I mean, know. because I Green Lantern, kind of yeah, but, you know, even if five years ago, Hal Jordan could be Green Lantern for a while now. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he's been on Earth a bit, he does stuff, he's in Coast City, he's mostly out in space. He could have been Green Lantern for years already, we don't know. You know? And an argument that was made to me when I said five years is enough time, and how is Damien around? You know, right. five years, and some said he could have been Batman already for five years, ten years. Yeah, and and, and again, if the you don't re- have a sense that that's a new Batman. And, and, and the thing is, if if the if the the start point for the revision is the life of Barry Allen, which Flashpoint makes you think, then the Justice Society existed. Well, the Justice Society did not exist. But but you see what I'm saying? There's a yeah. Zoom erase the Justice Society. Well, he went back before the, Barry the, Allen was born. We're gonna get a Justice Society book again. It's gonna be Earth Two. You know what I mean? Yes. So everything that happened in the Green Lantern books with the original Guardians, right? That happened. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, you Absolutely. see what I mean? Like, like there, yeah, there, there's a point to which the effects of Flashpoint stop. Well, 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 here's the thing. Like part, the Krona stuff all happened. Part of the thing about Flashpoint, though, is sucking up the speed force affected time. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to Max Mercury in the 1800s. Okay? You see what that, I call that, the that supercomputer? Go, that, that goes back further. So there are other things that can be affected. See why I couldn't see this? See this supercomputer? I don't even know what to do with this guy. So, um, Holy shit. Anyway, the point is... My, my nose bleeding? Like I just felt a pop. He's fucking talking is, like yeah. this. This is brutal. Anyway, the point Good. is that, um, you know, for whatever reason, they want Superman to be the first superhero because mm-hmm. Superman was the first superhero. Right. I mean, you know, 1938, you know. So they want to give that sense back. So they're going to stick Just Society back on Earth too, and it's going to be very, you know, bringing back the whole notion of Infinity Incorporated, kind of the modern Justice Society. You know, you'll have Power Girl there. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, I, I really enjoyed the incorporation of those characters. I enjoyed Power Girl interacting, but you know, it, it is messy. You know, um, anyway, it, it, one of my big problems is how does the Teen Titans work? Right. You know, how long? I mean fine you know you can say well the teen titan every version of teen titans in the last five years that's what i'm saying you know mm-hmm. it, all they had to do is, is make it 10 years but they really want to push that you know superman's only in his 20s mm-hmm. you know and, and and bringing me to like that last page i felt you know, superman you know, floating there going hey what are your powers made me feel like he was 16 right you know i'm fun, you know on the legion of superheroes when they're teenagers and every time they meet someone go hey what are your powers that's a goofy thing i i don't buy you Superman know, doing it. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. It's too... First of all, he's in an antagonistic moment here. 
Yeah, he's if just you, punched it, Green Lantern to right. the wall. Right. If you're friendly, you might say that. To a guy you think you might be about to fight, you wouldn't go, hey, where are your powers? Right. You know, what can you do? <laughs> you know? And, and as I think I commented to you right. before, I was like, and even if Batman had powers, he wouldn't be telling anybody. Right. He'd be like, bitch, you'll find out when I kick your ass. I don't know. I can't see. Right. Oh, kryptonite ring. So that's just like, come on. You know, and then and bringing it forward the idea of, and every time someone meets them, we're going to have to hear everyone that go like, hey, what are your powers, Batman? <laughs> you know? it's, like the, it's like the superhero version of what's your major? Yeah. Or, or an AA like what, meeting. What the <laughs> fuck? So, so that really annoyed me. Um, you know, speaking of what I liked, you know, I, I really liked, uh, I like that it's Darkseid is the bad guy. Really? Because, only because, listen, we, we've gotten a lot of dark side lately, but at least there's a level of villain that I get, you right. know, all right. Needs the formation in. of a justice. Yes, right? yes. Not Starro? I mean, they, I think that Starro's been done to death as, as a formation, you know. And, and as someone that was reading uh, Rebels recently, I had so much Starro stuff recently. Enough of the Starro. You, know, yeah. you don't want my Starro mask from, from San Diego? That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah. Um, what do you expect? So I, anyway, but I'm saying, the, the, yeah. the Parademon, the Reptilian, and it was very sci-fi with all the things changing on it. I thought that was really cool. You know? What about, uh, the, what about this week's books? Um, well, we'll see. You know, I, I hear action is great. You know, um, you know Morrison's going to so go this, back to basics. This reboot to get people to buy more DC books, is it working? It's working in the short yeah. term. Yeah. You know, but, you know, big deal. You sell some books for a couple of months. What happens after a couple of months? Right. People you know? get behind. Yeah. Same problem. <laughs> you know. Listen, there's a big problem. And, 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 there, and like there was that, that great article analyzing, you know, um, the, uh, I th- did I send that to you or did no. you send that to me? I'm not sure. I thought I emailed to you. Um, there was an article that someone sent me discussing a minimum wage re- relative to comic book prices. Uh-huh. And, you know, uh, what someone could buy, you know, v- you know, in terms of percentage. Of, oh, of send that salary. to me. I've never, I haven't seen that. Oh, I emailed to you. It's really great. I gotta see that. Yeah, I, I, I thought I sent it to you, no. but I'll make sure and I'll find it for you. No. Um, it's this great article, and basically, it's you know, ultimately one of the things they point out is that what's happened in the industry is they've done everything they can to make sure they're still making a certain amount of money. So basically, as there's less and less people reading, they've just raised the prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've said for a long time, priced at where they're at, you know, they want the young readers. Besides the, all the conversations about you know all the things that you know. Greg, you know, teenagers' attention, all that. I mean, who can fucking afford to buy that many books as a teenager? Right. No, absolutely not. I mean, I... If you're going to save your money, you're going to yeah, buy a $60 yeah. video game. Right. You're not going to buy $60 right. for a week of comics. We, we, we know I read and buy a lot. You know, right. I mean, look, you know what? I make a pretty good living. I'm single. I spend an obscene amount of money on comics a week. And right. that's... I'm, I get a discount at the store I go to, right. all that. But it's a lot of fucking money. I mean, I can't even come close to imagining as a kid. And are, are you reading comics, Gilmore? You know, I haven't read an off-the-shelf comic that my girlfriend hasn't bought in like a year. What, exactly. Right. When I was a kid, when I was a... You Michael, know, you read? Just Chew. What, it's the only book that I'm putting on. Chew's great. The answer really the is great. Yeah, yeah. The answer what, the questions what, no. When I was in my early teens, um, yeah. comics were between 60 and 75 cents, you know, cover price. Yeah, I, 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 no, I, I understand. I, 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 Send me that article. I, I, I got a $10 allowance. And then I worked to be able to buy more. Right. I worked in the store. I would shovel snow. Gotta see how it ends. Newspaper route. I mean, but I had her amount. But and even so, you know, because I, I bought a lot of comics, you know. But you think about it. So I bought whatever 15, 20 comics a right. week, right? Yeah. Um, now 15, 20 comics a week 
is it's where like, we buy like 40 bucks 50 bucks more with with our discount with our yeah, discount. Even discount so I'm you're really you. talking about 60 yeah, 70 yeah 80 uh, maybe, maybe even close to 100 um listen ian you could sponsor a family in rwanda for a month for what he's spending <laughs> a on family a, a village yeah um, you, you could overthrow a government in Rwanda for what he spends. So, um, you know, so, so it, it's a problem. You know, the digital stuff that DC's doing, we didn't talk about that as much. It's interesting. Um, it's not how I want to read comics. Right. But uh, I think ultimately what's going to happen is it's, the day and date isn't the big deal. The big deal is going to be the price point. Right. Because the justification they've used for how expensive it is, oh, the paper cost. That's bullshit in digital. Right. There's absolutely no... So at the moment... Sense. At the moment, the only thing keeping it, keeping those prices that high is the fact that you don't want them to cut the, the printed market. And what's going to happen is they're going to lower the digital price within a month or two. You know, you'll we be able to get the back issues cheaper. They will. Um, Ian, we got to talk about Batman Year One because we did interviews with him. Uh, you know, the animated Batman Year One that's going to come out? Wait. Yeah, the story doesn't matter anymore. Um, that does, that's not true. I know, I know. You know where I'm, I'm hurt right but, now. But Batman Year One counts. How? Batman counts. Okay, so Batman wasn't untouched completely? Batman's Batman. Okay. All right. No, you're right. I mean, if Batman got untouched Is there anything in Batman right. Year One that's affected by the rest of the DC Universe? No. Not even those Italians running around. Nothing. No, you're right. So Batman Year One counts. Yeah. Okay, this counts. Okay, that's even better because we're going to run an interview that Brian Walton did with uh, the team behind the animated Batman Year One. It's actually shot by our, our good friend Axel Braun. Direct, director of the Triple X Batman, Triple X Spider Man, Triple X X Men, everything. Everything that's worth watching. If there's a if there's a worthwhile geek porn like parody, it, Axel did it, and he also shot this interview with Wal, uh, Walton talking to the creators behind the Batman Year One. Uh, this is Katie Sackhoff. If we have to cut the interview short, it's because she died. Uh, <laughs> how, how you doing? Seriously, it's like some bad fucking mojo. What do you we need wood. We need some wood. We've got to knock on wood somewhere. Apparently, she built up a tolerance. She's allergic to nerds. <laughs> uh, after all these years. Every time I come to Comic Con, something happens to me. I usually end up having to leave a day early because, like, you know, there's a family emergency, or like in this case, they get stung by a bee and die. I don't know. This is last person to have been seen with Katie Sackhoff was me. That's and it's on that's camera. a that's a scary thought. All I'm right. Gonna, I'm gonna touch you now so they think I'm allergic to you. So. You wouldn't be the first lady allergic to me. Uh, Wow. Okay, so uh, you're here talking about Batman Year One. Uh, who are you playing in the movie? I play Detective Sarah Essen. Awesome. Yeah. And, and so Sarah Essen, uh, I know the character uh, is a bit of a, I don't you're know, floozy. You're working, looking for a homewrecker. Homewrecker. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she likes to yeah. bust him up. She does, yeah. 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 Okay, so so not too far from Starbucks breaking up relationships. I hey! Uh, I like to play close to home, you know? Okay. <laughs> all right <laughs> the last interview he was like okay. did you did you study i was like yes i slept with all the married men i could find wow yeah you know what's funny though is you come to come on not gonna have that problem a lot of single prerequisite days. it was like that movie with andrew with um adam sandler where he had the ring on and all the girls like flocked to him oh, i just oh, if you yeah. had if a man had a ring on like i'd be like oh i'm sorry i can't i'm sorry he's married <laughs> over there. Oh, yeah. um so you worked with who was the voice director that you worked with, and, and what did you do to kind of get into the process? Do you do you like the solidarity of uh, solidarity? Solid. I'm trying yeah. to say by yourself. Yeah, I'm no, gonna just say right. that. Just say by yourself. It's yeah. totally cool. <laughs> you do a lot of fun stuff by yourself. Um, 
I, you know, I, I, I love working in the booth. I think it's a fun thing to do. I think that direction is so, so simplistic can be such a huge thing. Um, I think that's what I love about about doing voice work is that it you really get to you say something and then they'll play it back to you and you'll be like that did not sound the way oh that was bad that was ooh I don't I don't like that can we yeah and you realize that your voice has so much power and and the inflections you use and your tones and and um, and it's yeah I mean it's just I love it I love it and they were so kind to me so. You know. So you're kind of you, you got, you've gotten a reputation with Bionic uh, Woman and um, with uh, Battlestar Galactica as playing hard ass uh, female characters, but we're gonna get into a little something. I was flipping through the channels and I happened to stop on the Lifetime channel. I have done bit. I have done two Lifetime movies only because I wanted to be in Lifetime movie marathons on Christmas. That's how I saw it. I, really? You play this uh, the, like a girl who's like a bit of a geek. Yeah. Who goes through a time thing? Yeah. What was that about? Like, like was that before? It was like my like like Back to the Future oh, kind it, of it was slash just, Back to the Future Freaky Friday. I have a hard weird. time watching Starbuck now. <laughs> you ruined Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> By playing an innocent little sweet girl who just wants to be happy. <laughs> She's like, I just want to be loved. I just want to be. But at her core, wasn't that Starbucks too? You know what's funny is everybody's going to deny ever seeing that movie, but every geek at Comic Con has probably seen that movie two or three times. You know they did. You know yeah. they did, and they love that shit. They watched it with their girlfriends, and their girlfriends were like, "Honey, thank you so much for watching Lifetime." And the guys are like, "Yeah, no, it's totally fine. That's Starbucks." She relates to me. <laughs> she was no, she's geeky. No, she relates to me. Now she's pre- uh, it's, it's, it's <laughs> now, now she's a senator. Do you see how that happens? <laughs> Geeks can grow up. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, let's. Um, you're not dead yet. I can. I. I kind of. It was a very weird thing. So. So at the end of this interview, I did not kill Katie Sackoff. No, I don't know what it was. So. Um, I don't know. I, I hope you. I hope everything works out. And congratulations on the movie. It's gonna be. Thank fun. you. I'm excited. I mean, this, I'm, is, this is kind of the big one. This is, yeah. People were really anticipating this. So. I, it's. It's kind of cool to see how it all started. Actually, yeah. it's a really interesting. Uh, really interesting story. And it. It kind of. Um. You see things from. From. I'm not going to remember which Batman, but the Batman with uh, um, um, Jack Nicholson, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, when he um, um, never laugh at the devil in the pale moonlight or whatever it was when he throws the rose. You see a little, like, kind of homage to that. It's kind of interesting, actually. Well, that was totally it. wrong how I said that Jack Nicholson <laughs> line, but it's something about the devil in the pale moonlight. I remember that. Our geeks are going, that's not how you say it. Exactly. They're going <laughs> to tweet the shit out of me right after that. She didn't get it right. I haven't seen the movie for like 15 years. Give me a break. At least I pulled it out of my, you know, you know, you know what. Well, thanks so much. Thank you have you a good one. Much. Enjoy the rest of your con. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Geekscape is. I'm here with Ben McKenzie. Uh, we're talking about uh, him playing Bruce Wayne. Actually, we were talking about My Love of the OC. Uh, deep, which is awkward. deep, deep. Yes. Not skin deep, but deep. Yes. Um, so you're playing young Bruce Wayne, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. I, so how did this role come to you? Uh, they asked me if I wanted to do it. I said, hell yeah, I want to do it. Um, that's pretty much how it happened. Uh, I've been a big fan of uh, uh, Year One for a long time. I'm not the most knowledgeable fan of, of comic books and graphic novels, but definitely Frank Miller and Year One was yeah. a big, big Such thing for me. Such a seminal work. I mean, yeah. It's a lot of people's gateway drug into comics. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it, it had a mild effect. I became a mild addict, <laughs> not like a, an occasional recreational user. How about that? Um, and... Uh, you know, when they when they came to me and, and and wanted me to do it, I was really excited and nervous because it's a it's a legendary character who's been played by an enormous number of very talented actors, and um, 
I would imagine the reason that I was cast is that, you know, I am a younger guy, and this is a younger Bruce Wayne. This is a mid-20s Bruce Wayne who is just coming into his own and just sort of understanding um, what he's trying to do with Batman and this alter ego that he's created. So he's a little unsure of himself. He's a little uh, naive and ignorant and um, and imagines himself perhaps to be tougher than he is. And um, uh, naive, naivete and ignorance are two qualities that I possess in abundance. So it was, uh, you know, it was an easy... Uh, an easy fit. Um, I do remember reading uh, the cast list and just seeing your name, and I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Because you do have played so many characters that just have a real intensity, that uh, a misplaced aggression almost. Uh, so, so it really did make sense. Yeah, good, good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad. Because I'm sure some people were like, huh? Oh, no. But uh, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm happy you said that. No, no, totally. Uh, I mean, the stuff you've been doing on Southland is just awesome. And we were so glad to see that go to TNT. And, and it was just like, oh, great, good television gets to stick around. I get to see Ben McKenzie do more work. Awesome, thanks. Um, so uh, in addition to, to, so you're doing Batman, and, and you did all those years on the OC where, where the geek culture, like, that's a show that kind of, like, out of left field became a geek show. Yeah. Because, because it was like you got introduced to comics through Seth Cohen right. and, and, and stuff. Uh, do you find it, people relating to you in that way? Like, like did, did, I mean, you come to Comic-Con, do, right. do, do people just come up and go, hey, yeah, thanks, yeah. I, I related to you. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think, um, the, yeah, they created a whole series of comics, I mm -hmm. think, based on the show. Um, obviously, Seth Cohen was the character who was, you know, m was the fanboy of the, the, um, of the show. And so he, his, he worked in a comic book shop, he created these comics, all this stuff. That was the way that it was originally set up, but I honestly think that for there's a certain segment of the population, the fanboy population, that maybe guiltily watched the OC, <laughs> maybe through a girlfriend or yeah, a friend or yeah. But you know, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean. Like there are advantages to watching the show. Is all I'm saying. So I think there's more out there than you know. I don't know if they're specifically fans of mine. I will certainly claim them and you know would appreciate them, but um, you know. Yeah, they're fans of the show. So, uh, one other thing, uh, you, you've done, you've worked with a lot of big people, uh, and, and I just gotta know, any good Al Pacino stories? Well, yeah. Uh, so uh, we did this movie together, um, and I was this one of the scenes between Al and I. I, I, I drive in on a motorcycle. And um, they had taught me how to ride a motorcycle, but but it, they taught me on a dirt bike, and I showed up. Uh, Riding a like a 300 cc like monster. I'm assuming there's a difference, but I wouldn't yeah. know. It was bad. It was bad. It, well, it was to the point where I really couldn't do it very well. I was supposed to pull in and, and pull up to him, and we were going to talk. And um, uh, it was terrible. And I was freaked out. They set up the lighting, and then I went out to practice on this bike, and I couldn't do it. And I was afraid that I was going to kill Val Pacino. <laughs> that I was going to come back in and hit the throttle when I should hit the brake or whatever, and run over the most beloved actor of any generation of the entire century and forever forevermore be known as that kid off that TV show that killed the greatest actor ever. Um, so I came back up to shoot the scene and Al had very smartly put his body double in for that shot. So, so, only killed a body double. so I only killed a body double. Awesome. Totally replaceable. 
quite inexpensive. We were in Canada, so like barely oh, a Canadian, a Canadian body double, not even yeah. an American one. It was completely fine. The exchange rate on, uh, on, on that. Is I think awesome. it's like 1.25 to the dollar or something. I don't know. I do have to say, uh, thank you so much for your time. But I gotta say, for the Lady Geeks game, it's like he has the brightest blue eyes. It's kind of weird. Oh, thank you very much. Get in on those, Axel. <laughs> Axel Braun, guest uh, cameraman. Uh, but thank you so much. Uh, you're welcome. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Uh, so Batman Year One, I guess, comes out pretty soon. Uh, it's the same. I think it comes out the same date as uh, as Arkham City, the video Ooh. game, cool. in October. So I'm fucking stoked for that. Arkham City looks incredible. Um, I'm starting to. No, you're not pitching about that. Not counting. <sighs> Arkham City is not going to count because I will spend hundreds of hours playing. Did you read the comic? Uh, yes. It was good. And the comic was pretty good. Uh, d did you play through the Arkham Asylum game? I didn't finish it. I need to. Shit. I loved it. So, you, so in the comics, when you see Joker falling apart, it kind of spoils the ending of Arkham I figured, yeah. Asylum. Yeah. yeah, the last Joker fight in Arkham Asylum is awesome. I have he's to go back Well, he's injected himself with the fucking formula, oh. the Bane formula. So now the he's venom. going the Venom. He's going crazy. Um, Arkham City, I can't wait for. Um, you know, playing as Catwoman, I thought it was going to be a joke until I saw the, the way you play as Catwoman and how fast it is. That sounds awesome. It just looks amazing. You're talking comics, but were you a Secret Six reader? No. See, I have to say this, you know. Because I know Bane was awesome in that Yeah, book. Bane was awesome in it. And some of the DC comics, that were some ended really well. Mm -hmm. Secret Six ended well and set up Bane going forward. And, you know, and it was, it was great. It was absolutely great. You know, some ended lackluster. The Wonder Woman, I thought, was really kind of laughable and funny. They pretty much acknowledged that, wow, we've been doing all this, you know, otherworldly thing with Wonder Woman, you know, for this last year, her odyssey, and, you know, sort of other dimensional reality thing. And basically acknowledging what's about to happen, she said, well, having just gone through this, because right at the end, she's finally the real Wonder Woman again. She mm -hmm. goes, I find myself really sensitive with this, and I sense that this is coming again. There's going to be another change, but no matter what, I'll always be Wonder Woman. It's like, it's like, wow. you know, <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, hokey. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Totally what else hokey. were they going to do? Yeah. You know, it was like, shit, you know, like, like well, yeah. here's to that. Okay, just finish this. Now we're going to the next one. And they're talking about the TV series. Ugh. I'm fucking with you. Speaking of which, actually, this week, uh, the TV series went, the pilot for the TV series of Wonder Woman went viral. Oh, did I it? it did. Have you seen it? Um, I haven't, but uh, someone gave me a copy. It's fucking awesome. I, I hear it's oh really my We're gonna have to, Let's do a movie night or something, because literally there's yeah. a scene where he's she's interrogating a guy in a hospital. Oh, I've heard, I heard about this. And instead of I having the lasso of truth, she puts the lasso down and beats the shit out of him. I heard that. There's like an exterior really shot of a hospital where he's going, ah, and he's She tortures him. she kill him, Gilmore? I don't know. I actually didn't well, get that far. What I, what I heard... The whole thing is like a she's mad interrogating TV... A, yeah, she's interrogating... It wait, feels wait, like wait. a mad TV uh, sketch of Wonder uh, Woman. I heard that... Before that, the punchline. First, line. she interrogates this guy, and she pretty much kills him. All she had to do wait, was put the lasso wait, on. Wait. Then, then the cop is like, well, I'm not, I'm not letting you go after the... You know, I'm not going to let you go do this. You know? It's yeah. like... like it's, Yeah, I heard it makes no That's bad, but you know what? I'm excited about Dead Man if Dead Man gets made because yeah. I think in a quantum leap style, I think that's a perfect Dead idea for a really shot. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and you guys love the supernatural, so yeah. it sounds like it's Fine. in good hands. Yeah. Hopefully, that's something that happens. Right, it's Eric, it's Eric Kripke. Is right? it Kripke? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, exciting then. And them yeah. doing Dead Man sounds like a fucking great yeah. idea. Oh, Kripke doing Dead Man totally. fucking awesome. Totally. Um, Ian, there's never enough time for you on Geekscape. Uh, we got to have you back as soon as we, maybe in a month, once we've once had we've seen all, the number all ones. 52 number ones, we can have Ian down. Sure. And, and literally the episode will be like, hi, welcome to Geekscape. <laughs> It'll just be you just fucking Face tearing, now, now, tearing uh, through uh, 52. Uh, are you going to read any? Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I'm gonna read. Uh, I'm definitely gonna read the Batman's, the Green Lanterns, because I'm doing that now. But, uh, but I, I mean, you know, it's a great 
It's gonna, you know what? They got my money as far as jumping on like the action comics and like the Superman stuff. I think I think so, I said to you, I was thinking into the it. one book I thought I was gonna pick up was Static Shock because it's never done anything for me. Right. But now because we're talking about, I might pick it up just. To, you gotta buy all fifty two. Yeah. You have to buy all fifty two. I, I know. I have to buy roughly thirty something. Yeah. Well, you realize that we're all talking about the fifty two, and then next month we're gonna get a Huntress miniseries. And there's going to be more. Oh, great. There goes my wallet. A well, Rwandan that, village. Because, yeah. but think about <laughs> a Rwandan it. village. Think, think about it, though. They put out more than 13 DC I know. books a week. I know. Yeah. Um, so, guys, uh, we're still hanging out on the Geekscape website. you got to go to geekscape.net and check out all the writing, the podcasts, the forums, everything we got going on there. I think we ran Ray off of the forums because we made fun of him one episode. I haven't seen that kid since. But we were talking about arcade memories. Yeah, we were talking about arcade memories, like our memories from arcade. That was a great discussion we've had on the forums. Satori, I guess, had a stroke and a spinal tap. So Satori, get well soon. Stop playing Deus Ex. Oh, not in an arcade. That wasn't his arcade Not in an arcade. No, no, no. That was happened something that happened like last week. So Satori, sorry to hear hear that. Uh, Get better. Good thing you got free health insurance in 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 Canada. Uh, You know, um, so much of moose blood. (laughs) (laughs) Drink this maple syrup. You'll get better. Uh, all that kind of stuff is happening on the Geekscape website. Um, we're having a ton of fun on the site. Uh, and you can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Geekscape and you can find all that. Uh, and now Ian's starting to write a couple little blurbs for the site and a couple uh, things like that. Our I think community. that's great. We got you writing. We got, yeah, we got you writing. Holy you know, shit. He can write? Yeah, that's what I was surprised about. Corey writing? Corey Roberts is writing reviews? <laughs> It's back. <laughs> it's like it, it, it's like December two thousand six all over again, and I'm making Geekscape by myself, and Ian and Gilmore. It's like two thousand. All right, we're going five years ago, just like just like Justice League. Nose, and it's like the first <laughs> yeah, here let me pick a booger out of your nose, like the first time. <laughs> oh, like like Justice League number one. Uh, fantastic. We're gonna see you guys next week um, with our buddy Chris Fafalios from Punchline. They're in town recording Woo. parts of the new album, and you guys remember him if you watch Geek Room. All right, we'll see you guys next week. With a review of Quarantine, I guess. Hold on, I'm just going to pause it for a What? Contagion? Contagion. Oh, yeah, it's like...